Welcome to All Inclusive, a podcast about game development and the diverse people who make it. My name is Ash, and I'm an environment artist in North Carolina, USA. And my name is Jasmine. I'm an environment artist from Cologne, Germany. Today's special guest is Anna Hollenrich, and they are a principal artist at Mediatonic. Thank you for coming on today. Yay! No, thank you for having me. <laughs> it's very <Yes>. exciting. <laughs> like, this is another one of those guests where it's like, I asked you about this months ago. And I was like, <laughs> we had a I chat. Like, it was yeah, very exciting. I was, like, I was like, man, like, they're so busy. There's no way they're going to see this DM immediately responds to my DM. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. And then months pass. And I'm like, I still want to do it. And sheepishly returns let, to your DMs. <laughs> let's be real here. Like, I know that that if I don't re- respond to a DM immediately, like within, I don't know, 30 seconds, it will take me three months. So, like, <laughs> yeah. like, you know when people are like, oh yeah, be chill in messages. Yeah, don't reply immediately. I'm like, I will forget. It will yeah. fall out of my brain. It will be gone. <laughs> <laughs> and also it was very exciting. So. Oh yeah, yay. That's so good. I'm glad, I'm We're glad so you're excited to yeah. For sure. But um, yeah, so just to get slowly into our topics, um, we always ask this our guests, but especially, specifically in your case, I'm super interested to hear this as well. Uh, how did you get into game art initially? Like, could you just walk us down your whole path from even before you went into education to where you are now, how that came about and yeah, what happened basically? Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so, I mean, I never kind of, initially was like I'm going to be an artist uh, I was obsessed with being a doctor and a journalist as a child yeah. I played a, a lot of pet sims um, like cats and dogs and <laughs> was just really <laughs> into really into them but I just liked making stuff as a kid um, I would write a lot I also wanted to write novels and that kind of thing, but I drew like a lot of uh, comics and I just liked making things. I kind of lived in my own head. Uh, And then uh, I went to secondary school at 11 and I got very into anime. I found a GeoCities website that captivated me with just these like pencil drawings of manga characters. And I would just go back to it constantly uh, and just obsess over how beautiful they were. And I was also very into tech and just being on the computer. Me and my brother were pretty close in age and we would just fight to the death about getting onto the computer and playing games on there uh, and just making stuff. So I always really liked just creativity and making things and being on something techy as a whole. Mm -hmm. And then when I got very into my anime and manga kind of phase, uh, my dad's a guitar teacher. And as far as I understand it, one of his friends wanted his son to have guitar lessons. And so he was an IT kind of person. And so they had an agreement that this guy would teach me about IT if if my dad would teach uh, his son guitar. So I would have just lessons on like HTML and CSS. And also there was this like Paint Shop Pro 9 how to draw a dragon tutorial. And I was just captivated by it. 
I was going through a very intense dragon phase at the time. I don't know if you've read the books Aragon, yes. like the inheritance cycle, yeah. but I was consumed by them. Like I They're ran amazing. two role play forums about them. It was an intense love. Um, but anyway, I just became utterly consumed by digital art because of that. Um, and I got really into DeviantArt. I got like a really rubbish tablet that barely had pressure sensitivity. And I found a copy of Open Canvas and just kind of poured my life into that. Uh, and then roughly around the time I was maybe 15 or 16, I'd spent enough time in that space to kind of have this light bulb moment when I was playing uh, Fable 2, I think it was. <laughs> one of the loading screens is basically like the illustrations that I was seeing on DeviantArt and I was like oh my god people actually make this stuff <laughs> wait what uh and because of that I started to focus more on concept art mm -hmm. and uh digital painting and illustration and really kind of digging into that uh I did art at A level and that was yeah it was nice I got a really wonderful opportunity to do more digital painting on actually functional tech just because mm -hmm. there was like a whack on tablet and my art teacher just let me borrow it because no one else, no one else was going near it um so I just obsessively painted and then I did a foundation art course for a year it was a nightmare I was in fine art I bounced off that art. <laughs> I'm glad I did it because uh, a no is still an answer um, but I ended up studying game art at De Montfort University in Leicester mm -hmm. and that was brilliant to do uh, I had the first year which was called boot camp where it was a mixture of 2d and 3d but uh in terms of 2d they would just march you down to the canal and make you draw one point perspective over and over and over again until you got it uh, i should clarify i haven't actually said what i do in, in terms of principal artists i do a lot of concept art in 3d <laughs> <laughs> um not so much 3d anymore i'm leaning more towards the concept art mm. and uh, art direction side of things but uh that kind of broad brush strokes approach where on my university course we learned art fundamentals we learned 3d modeling working in engine some vfx uh loads of life drawing uh this this focused but still very kind of holistic approach mm -hmm. um meant that i just kind of had a good foundation in a lot of stuff yeah. uh and then i graduated uh, I freelanced for a bit and then I got my first job about eight months I think it was kind of, it was like an it was a placement it was like six to eight months I think after I okay. graduated um, so yeah uh, I, it's not a particularly round the houses route um, I suppose once I kind of saw DMU as the place that I wanted to go mm -hmm. uh, I, I guess I got very very focused yeah, uh, in that way <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I just kind of, I don't know. I just got really into digital painting, man. Really obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm wondering, cause you said it was like eight months after you finished your course, how difficult was it for you to, um, go from like university mm. to finding your first job? Uh, did you have support throughout your university for that? Or did you just build up your own network in that time? Or did you work on your portfolio afterwards? What was that phase like for you? 
Um, so it was interesting. I wasn't. Oh. I had some support. I wasn't able to move home, um, so I couldn't really just sit and focus on my portfolio. Yeah. Uh, it was actually, to be honest, like the the jump between graduating and getting my first job is probably the most stressed I've been in my entire life. But that was just largely because uh, I was quietly freelancing then found out that we were getting evicted (laughs) and then I had to take on a uh, two and a half month data entry temp job Uh, and then a week into that I got the biggest freelance contract I'd ever got uh, which was like illustrating a whole board game so and then so my my day-to-day was essentially waking up cycling to my office job thumbnailing cards for this board game on the breakfast break uh going to house viewings to find somewhere to live on my lunch break (laughs) cycling home and then rendering up those cards until 1am it was incredibly (laughs) stupid it was terrible for my hands like i was flipping through like thousands of sheets of paper a day and it just wrecked my thumbs so i started having to do all of my like office admin work with my left hand because and just writing and everything there because i had to basically preserve my right hand as much as possible um it was wasn't healthy I wouldn't recommend it uh I thankfully found somewhere to live and then left that job and became a uh, waitress at a burger restaurant instead Mm -hmm. and yeah thankfully after probably about four months of that I found my first job so stressful yeah Yeah. Yeah. did you manage to juggle all of that and then get like at least locally the outcome of it that was good is yeah but it's still very dangerous line to yeah i i worked way too much um and not in a very smart way either Mm -hmm. i uh i suppose like um we might talk about this later but yeah a, a lot of my university experience was me injuring myself (laughs) Um, just just like from overwork and yeah so it's kind of it wasn't the best approach uh where I just would be so consumed by I need to be working and studying all the time uh that I just ended up giving myself RSI and tendonitis yeah that's what I'm afraid of I'm actually gonna get like um after I get my first paycheck from my gig for this thing that I'm doing I'm hoping to get a vertical mouse because or like a more ergonomic Mm. mouse because Mm. I am very very afraid of things like that and I feel like any sort of preventative things we can yeah, do sure. to like hope sure. yeah. our bodies is probably like the because i don't know if you've ever tried like um this is totally a tangent some people will like do everything with their like tablet instead because they find that that's more ergonomic like i know oh, people yeah. who will like straight i up definitely model. tried that yeah 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 i did have to do that um in like second and third year i just completely transferred over to the tablet um i was concepting with my left hand i can use a mouse completely left-handedly as well so that I basically just save my right hand for drawing um just a drawing alone uh I still this is this might be a little bit of an overshare but I still brush my teeth left-handed because I just transferred everything over but yeah. you know that little like flap of skin that you have like in your mouth that connects yeah. like the inside of your lip to your yes. teeth mine is no longer attached because I oh because of you using your other hand. so many times Oh, yeah, man. Oh, I, was, well, I didn't know I was coordinated. <laughs> it, was really, it 
was a painful experience. Oh, so geez. do hand stretches so that you don't have to. <laughs> like what I really like no one can I realize this is an audio podcast but I'm a huge <laughs> fan of just kind of almost like putting your hands like in a prayer position in front of you yeah. and just gently pressing down and then splaying uh, your fingers yeah. out and kind of gently bouncing um, yeah. that and then if you almost like rotate your hands down and just mm-hmm. yeah that's oh. that's one I did. I am That's a good sign. This is, this is a reminder for people listening to do your hand stretches, do your back stretches, yeah. do your hand stretches. Please yeah. do. For sure. And drink some um, water. I also, yeah, drink some water. Yeah. And also, like, I didn't swear, but I thought massage didn't really do anything. And then I, like, woke up one morning uh, back when I was working on the Isle of Wight. Um, I woke up one morning and I just couldn't turn my head to the right and it just hurt so much mm-hmm. and I've never had anything like it and I was whinging about it in the office break room mm-hmm. and uh, the person who ran all of the HR was also a trained physiotherapist and she was just like I'll oh, just turn around it's fine and then she like what? put my arm behind my back and like dug around under my shoulder oh. blade and it was just gone so I was like what wow are you a witch <laughs> you need so, one in every office <laughs> yeah honestly yeah. but ever since then if I do have some kind of issue I'll try and get like a massage done um because I tend to find I get I just hold a lot of like muscle knots and tension in my shoulders oh absolutely it all think... descends down your arms yeah <laughs> so yeah I feel tense yeah. in my shoulders up here all the time because it's just like the computer yeah. thing like and you get all up here yeah. and then you have to realize like, <laughs> yeah it's real, like sometimes I have to be really mindful that like oh my shoulders are to my ears put them back <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah absolutely like um with the transferal uh, over onto like my new kind of department combined with getting my second COVID jab I ended up just like weirdly hunched and then muscle pain like just really yeah. intense muscle pain so I was just so tense and stressed mm-hmm. and I was I was oh my god it was like I just couldn't I couldn't use my upper body at all oh, <laughs> big reminder yeah. to everyone to take care please yeah yeah Yeah. otherwise you'll end up with weird injuries uh and skills that you really don't or shouldn't need oh well it's still a good skill i think i think it's super impressive i can't imagine even doing everything on my left hand it's so useless like i don't even it's uh, i'd like to I'd like to paint more with my left hand because my oh. mark making is way freer, obviously, because I'm uncoordinated. Mm. But like, I don't know, I did some sketches and it was a lot more kind of fluid, yeah. but I'm also lazy. So I don't want to practice <laughs> that much. So mm. fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> I was uh, just wondering about um, just going slightly back and then we can move on to the next topic. Mm-hmm. But you said your university course was very diverse, but like still focused on art, but very diverse and like teaching you different parts of game art, like even engine work, 3D, 2D, VFX, which I think yep. is really cool. I was wondering um, when how you felt about doing that even though you knew you wanted to do concept art were you open to, to that because I've heard from many students that they get a bit frustrated when their course kind of covers everything but mm-hmm. it can be super helpful I think as well but I wonder what your take on that is 
it's difficult because I've absolutely had people like reach out to me with these concerns, especially for DMU itself. Mm -hmm. I was absolutely someone who was pretty grumpy about 3D. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, I don't think that that has entirely shifted for me, even Mm -hmm. though I've worked as a 3D artist, like Mm -hmm. professionally, like I don't do it so much anymore, but I was an environment artist for a Mm -hmm. while. Um, I think that it's worthwhile doing your research and kind of being realistic about what you're going into. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm really glad that I had that experience though, because I don't think I was a strong enough concept artist to get a job as a concept artist immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think that having that range of experience has led to me being able to make better decisions in terms Mm -hmm. of concept art and art direction, just because I'm aware of what is and isn't possible. Uh, I also think it lends itself well for art direction and leadership roles because you actually know what roughly you're talking about even though I'm aware that my knowledge on PBR for example is super outdated because I just haven't had to do it at least I can kind of speak to some elements of that still uh and just being an engine like it is unbelievable how useful it is to feel comfortable just going into unity or going into unreal and grabbing the things that you need and knowing where to find them and the processes in which they are stored. Uh, It is just absolutely vital. And because I have just done so many things and been so much of a generalist, I think I'm a lot more comfortable kind of moving from space to space Mm -hmm. and commenting on things that I think would do better and kind of making everything sit together better like I Mm. think that one of the things I do best in is curation and finding something that looks impactful and appealing but also fulfills the tech briefs and uses them as a springboard and solves Mm -hmm. problems rather than causes them uh, I think sometimes this is a bit of a weakness as well because I'm just there like we get no triangles for anything <laughs> just because I come from uh, more of a low poly background mm-hmm. in that way but I am really glad that I have that experience because yep. I don't think I would have um, as broad a awareness of mm-hmm. the game dev pipeline if I hadn't mm-hmm. learned that yeah for sure. Yeah, I think that's what many people maybe realize after their studies, probably like in that time, <laughs> you get very annoyed and like uh, exhausted by having to learn so many different things that don't relate directly to your work. Yeah. But, um, later on, you get kind of like grateful for, for knowing at least what's going on in the other fields as well, that you don't just sit there and get completely confused um, what the context of your assets maybe is, where it needs to go and all these type of things. Um, yeah. it's been the same with me like my course did a lot of animation which I was really annoyed by <laughs> but in retrospect it's still like interesting and kind of useful to know at least um, in what mm. context I will need that info maybe and there's some animators explaining something to me that I'm not completely like staring into the abyss and <laughs> like having no uh, idea what's going on <laughs> so you can always it's... find I guess some use to it in mm. some way it's I think maybe if anything like a if you were to meet in the middle about it even though I think for people who are in school it might feel annoying anyways but if there was a way to just like get someone's like basis kind of like covered where they're like starting in the section that they want 
And then after that, like touch a little bit of the other things as it relates to the things that they do. Maybe I think a lot of people would feel a bit less frustrated because I will never rig. Yeah. Yeah. I will never. I don't ask me to rig anything. I will leave. You know, (laughs) but like, like other things, like, I don't know, like lighting and stuff. I don't know. Like, because, because 3D is so freaking hard. It's just stupid hard to where like you have, you have so many things that you have to like be like, okay in to make things even look like a thing uh, like in addition to like artistic principles and stuff like that that I think that if we could find a way to like help someone feel kind of secure and like the basic sort of like thing that they need to do to kind of get started and then slowly introduce like oh man like you made an environment or whatever this is how you can like light it with like a couple lights and stuff like that rather than being like okay so you need to like this in a vacuum or something you know like learning things in a vacuum i think is like probably the problem like but rather learning things as yeah. they relate to each other is probably the the better way to go yeah. about things i mean um. so this has changed now on the course but i did not like 3d and i just did it because i had to yeah, until sure. third year uh and that was because i actually got to work on something that I liked uh, that vis- that visually resonated with me like yeah. it was one of those moments where it was my first time I think no it was my first time working in Unreal mm-hmm. actually it might have been no I was in CryEngine before that oh, okay. um and that was <laughs> just work. I, I invert I inverted the sun on <laughs> our final day before submission oh no <laughs> And as is in the title, the weeping was intense. (laughs) 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 It was a lot. But anyway, um, before that, before I was in third year and I made this like rooftop, like Ghibli-esque, it it was the first instance of me doing like witchy stuff. And I don't think I've really grown past or out of that since, Mm. if I'm being real with myself. Mm. But like beforehand uh all the projects were tasking us with making literal trash like the first texture okay. model that we were supposed to do on our first year was we had to make a wheelie bin um oh. and it's <laughs> it's not the most inspired if i'm being honest. we had to no. solve our own textures as well so we had to go roaming around the streets of leicester just taking photos of random people's wheelie bins and like <laughs> getting on like going on people's backs to take oh uh, top down <laughs> reference photos and that kind of thing and then in second year to introduce us to zbrush we had to make more trash. Like, Why? <laughs> Why trash? Was it this trash obsession? <laughs> yeah. But I know, I know this has changed and like okay. they have actually exciting projects in like okay. first year from the get-go that people can be, you know, a little bit more fired up by because yeah, yeah in my first year it was like, make a white van. <laughs> just... Yeah. It was the same in our unit. It was like very specific cars to make like some random tractor that i've never heard of in my life with the specific model number and i'm like i don't care about this damn tractor who wants this (laughs) absolutely and yeah i think when i was able to work in unreal and i was making like like hand painted stuff i'd never done hand painted Mm. stuff before and then i did it Mm. and it was like just happy chemicals started firing in my brain and i was like oh 
oh, 3D could be enjoyable. <laughs> and I can make a cute little world and I can run up a ladder and I can put little hidden detail. Oh my God, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I can hide puns about weather on books and place oh, them around wow. a scene. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. <laughs> but before that, I was just grumpy and resentful. So. Yeah. Yeah. Understandably, like yeah. <laughs> that's not the way to introduce uh, any subject. I think, like even like I don't yeah! know, if you would do the same with two D art and make people just draw random Rocks. trash and I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you or know, like, like there's a time and place for everything, but like as yeah. the first experience, it's kind of weird to. Um, I mean, yeah. I think that does somewhat still exist within. 2d at least when i was like studying it was the very kind of and i I think to be fair i'm not sure this mentality has entirely shifted um but the very kind of concept arty mentality of work 12 hours a day just keep studying draw rocks draw this thing like do i mean material studies are obviously important um but it was uh very much uh all work and no play right (laughs) um (laughs) And if you slack off or if you take a day off, then you're a failure. And I'm just like, man, go outside, man. touch grass. Like, why, why do we do this? Because like, I think the same sort of thing can apply to like literally anything. Like, I think that yeah. when you yeah. Oh, yeah. are trying to learn something that's like kind of like a big daunting task, like I don't know, learning how to like build like little like cute machines or whatever or learning how to like learning another language or learning something else or like learning how to play an instrument like if you don't have excitement about the thing that you're learning about like if you're not like oh man I really like this song and I'm gonna learn it on guitar or whatever then you can't really like get the motivation kind of to do it and then after that like even if you you know how there's that like that graph thing where it's like the point of diminishing returns or whatever like after hour yeah. like seven would working four more hours on this thing really give you back as much as you're probably not so it's no. like maybe no. you should do something else. No. no yeah go to bed ultimately yeah. like, go have a nap yeah. go go yeah. get yeah. some nice coffee and have a chat with your friends and yeah. call yeah. it day. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no i i think I also think that I forgot how to learn properly as well, which is a weird thing to say, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know how I learned properly. Um, I learn, obviously, when I'm, everyone learns when they're excited about something. But my idea of doing studies was just mindlessly copying one thing Mm -hmm. and transferring it onto my Photoshop Mm -hmm. canvas. Uh, And I wasn't analyzing anything i wasn't studying anything and i wasn't saying oh this brush stroke has an intention i was just saying okay i'm just gonna mindless just just very closely noodle at an image Mm. for ages rather than thinking about what i was doing um and i also learn more through doing and uh action as well so like like kind of picking up a material and looking at it and turning it around in my hands and actually thinking about it and its properties and how you would apply certain brushes to reflect that yeah. uh, is much more impactful and will stick in my brain far more than this picture, this JPEG of <laughs> copper on my screen has an orangish tone here yeah. and then it has... 
a light yellow tone here, which was what I was doing for years. (laughs) I learned very little, very slowly. (laughs) And also I didn't go outside and touch grass. So (laughs) I wish wish that I'd been smarter about it. Um, But whatever, I got here. I just, um, I think I should if i if i could have like given myself some advice which i absolutely would not have taken to be honest like i would have preferred to kind of be more thoughtful about how i approach things mm. because when i'm learning anything else i'll be like i'm going to read these resources i'm going to practice what they tell me to practice but i just kind of i think because i have so much of a history with art it's almost like i can't just learn it is that 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 I I have all of these kind of like habits baked in at this yeah. point that I'm trying to kind of untangle at yeah. the moment. Um, so no, it's, it's, it makes sense. I think especially when you get into a habit of doing things a certain way, it's mm. very difficult to break out of that. Like it's very much more comfortable just to do how you're used to it, to learn how you're used to. It. But when you realize that you're actually not making progress, it's actually not helping you in a way. It's uh, kind of hard to just say okay I'm going to start from scratch now because sometimes that does mean like kind of throwing trying to put away that knowledge of Mm. how you did stuff before and applying in a different way and have doing that step can be daunting but if you then realize that there's a much better way to approach things actually it's a good Mm. payoff I think even though getting to that point of like being (laughs) brave to do it is difficult I think that's maybe why people get kind of stuck maybe in like this dead end of doing the same things in the same way but not seeing any like improvement or like development in their own work which um, can be difficult for yourself as well because you want to like learn and you want to Absolutely. grow and you know have yeah. s- see like some payoff from the work you put into your um, yeah. stuff for sure yeah and I mean like I think I've kind of reached a point where I'm interested in expanding what I know in different ways um like I want to get better at drawing plants because <laughs> <And laughs> everyone likes drawing plants that like soothing and I would definitely like to um illustrate them more effectively and understand them but it's kind of at a point where I don't just want to be sat at my computer mm. just dro- figuring them out um so I'm taking up gardening instead <laughs> Like, I'll learn I'll learn about plants that way because I kind of trust that I'm able to draw them and render them but it's more just about forms and the certain kinds yeah. of leaves and increasing my visual library in that way so I'm kind of like I don't really want to be sat on Wikipedia mm. looking at pictures of them yeah. I'm going to go down to my garden centre and then mess around in some soil yeah. and see where that goes <laughs> makes sense to me it does it totally makes sense. Yeah. I think maybe it's just because of the situation i'm just resistant <laughs> to being stuck at my computer yeah you mentioned it not by name the situation no. <laughs> like yeah <laughs> yeah, like, yeah yeah i i don't know about uh you but i'm just finding any opportunity to not be at my desk all the time <laughs> so yeah it's it's i don't know it's it's there's there's more ways than just being sat down on photoshop Mm. to learn about art than yeah just this i suppose in my opinion 
for sure. Which no. you can throw away. You can completely disagree no, with I think, it. I think, I think it, totally, it totally makes sense. It almost feels like it almost feels like an advanced concept, though. Because, like, when you, like, when you start something, like, if you are seriously trying to, like, if you really, really want to learn a thing, I think your first kind of, like, knee-jerk reaction is that you want to spend as much time with it as possible. And you might be think, trying to think of, like, what's the right way to do something? What's the right way to learn about something? And so I think it's easy for you to, like, kind of, like, get in the groove of, like, doing something one way mm. right like so just doing only studies all the time rather than just like being organic about it and just like living and sometimes it feels like also at the same time that like when you are working to get better at something that you can't spend time doing other things because you should always be trying to work at the thing and do it the right mm. way like it feels like there's it it's often feels like a conflict like, because I know that a lot of yeah. people, like artists, like once they get started in their careers or whatever, or like years later into their careers, seniors, whatever, they um, often tell people, oh man, you need to like actually live life also. But like for people who are like starting out, it's like, no, I can't. I have to sit here with Maya. Yeah, that's I have true. To, that, I have yeah. to go to the brush today. I can't, yeah. I can't go yeah. get dim sum yeah. with my friends, you know? Like, like, it feels like such like a conflict. So I think it's like, yeah. It's really hard to like actually make yourself do do that, even though I think like I don't know. Actually, I was gonna say that even though it'll make you happier, but I don't know. Sometimes like you are so set in doing something a certain way that doing it another way won't make you happy because it doesn't feel right. Yeah, like it feel like it feels like yeah. that conflict in your brain still, you know? Because I've felt that for sure in the past. Mm. I mean, um, for, I mean, I suppose yeah. I'm also coming from having been working in like games and animation for like six years at this point and so I'm kind I have the luxury to just be like wee I'm gonna go and mess around with seedlings like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's a little bit more chill in that way yeah. um and obviously it still requires a lot of effort and yeah. focus to be able to get into this industry and uh build your skills um and I absolutely have uh skipped out on parties because I just got really obsessed with mechanical joints and how they work <laughs> like just just looking at that um I think it just yeah I think if you want to get dim sum with your friends and you feel like you've kind of put a lot of time in get dim sum with your friends like it's <laughs> get, do do um do restorative things. I think yeah. that's just and and listen to yourself when you're a bit fried, because yeah. I think I have a tendency, like so many people, yep. to just push through. <laughs> Looks just away. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I think just paying attention to what you're interested in, um, and stop beating yourself up i suppose oh i can't wait till we get to because we're gonna i feel like we're, we're constantly like so far even though we're on like topic one somehow still we keep <laughs> dipping, <laughs> we keep dipping into later later topics so um let's like, yeah, try to, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> no it's fine like this is good we love the organic feels yeah. um something i wanted to like segue into which is not really a segue and more just be like switching topics um <laughs> i wanted to know about your inspirations for your personal art 
what kind of things that you enjoy, what kind of things you pull from, be it like, like, weeb stuff or um, <laughs> weeb <Yes>. stuff <laughs> or like the 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 educated hashtag educated like like artsy answers of like answers of like certain painters or whoever. I just want to know like what inspires you for your personal art specifically, rather than mm. like because that's like a different right. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like, like everyone and their mums, Studio Ghibli, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just putting that one up at the top, like, uh, that's probably the one that I get my work most kind of referenced to. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't know if you say it's Studio Ghibli or Ghibli, but I will always say it as Ghibli because I have <laughs> one person that sends me hate emails every three years. Uh, because what? they're very angry that I say it. <laughs> it's Did you say it? <laughs> as a joke or as a lie? I, <laughs> oh like, I, I got like, oh my god, it's hilarious! I need to get them cross stitched. I need to get one of the phrases cross stitched onto a pillow or like hung on my wall in the bathroom, um, saying "You are a blight on concept art in general." And I'm like, <laughs> I love. <that. laughs> They need a hobby. What? Like, oh um, but yeah. God. Anyway, so I think they must have found me on Twitch. But and I, I got like a, a very similar email three years later, and I checked because I never delete anything, I mean, and it's the same email. And I'm like, this is incredible. Um, well, that's, <laughs> that's the point, though. Um, yeah, so I am very inspired by Studio Ghibli, and uh, just that kind of warmth and. Uh, that sense of place uh, in terms of painters I'm super inspired by um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly Jocan Soroya Sorola. Um he's a Spanish painter um, but he just his work is just like glowing <laughs> I uh, went to see an exhibition of his at the National Gallery and oh my god there's this really depressing painting um where it's just a bunch of like sick kids trying to swim in the sea but it's huge and it's just it's oh my I just stood in front of it for like five solid minutes taking it in because it's masterful and the use of light and the vibrancy and all of this light kind of filtering through white sheets and that kind of thing as people are folding sails it's just oh I adore it it's got such a textural quality as well um so I absolutely love his work uh I guess the thing that probably inspires my the day-to-day painting that I do though is just people um like and I really like obviously not really viable at the moment but one of my favorite things to do when I was when I'd like visit somewhere Mm -hmm. um is just kind of see how regular people live there um how they decorate their homes uh little details about um where they're hanging their clothes out to dry or like the plants that they put outside uh, their signage um like little little uh are they called clapboards uh the little like signs in the street uh to advertise for stuff just people and how they live their lives and the way their architecture is set up and the way the streets are organized just Mm -hmm. stuff like that I just find it magical um and 
something that I really want to do more of is kind of painting from photo plates because I find that I'm more inspired by specific places that I've gone to mm-hmm. and kind of taken a photo of and how I could kind of turn it into something a little bit more fantastical or kind of put my own story there. That's what I'm probably most interested in now mm-hmm. um, rather than painting something from scratch because I think I'm just maybe a little bored of having to render everything out and I just kind of mm. want to take that shot I think maybe Simon Stalenhag works in a somewhat similar mm. way like he uses a lot of photo plates yeah. if I remember correctly um but using that as a backdrop to kind of create those worlds because yeah I I think I just find people really fascinating <laughs> um like just kind of going about their day-to-day um like the quiet not mundanity because that's the wrong word because I think it's really like beautiful just the the quiet human moments that's what I really like and as a result none of my work is particularly dramatic or (laughs) um I suppose I'm not I'm not very good at I don't I tried to be a person that painted dragons and explosions but I think I've made my peace with the fact that most of my work seems to involve fishing. That's <laughs> just <awesome. quiet> fishing. <laughs> we need more fishing in games. Yeah. <laughs> every the time I see, yeah, exactly. Every game that, every painting, or anything that involves fishing, it just hell yeah, yeah, chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I also, um, I also think that um, that's kind of refreshing because I think that, like, this could I don't well. I don't think it's just me who feels this way. I think a bunch of people feel this way, but I am in the group of people where I'm really tired of cynicism and I'm really mm. tired of like the world sucks and this is why, <laughs> and it's why, it's why that it's, it's the reason why I can't really get into Netflix things like black mirror. I can't because like, like, Oh, so you want to tell me that the world sucks. Like we know, like we live here, but like, what can yeah. we do to kind of like, bring ourselves out of you know like our reality into a place Mm -hmm. where things are like slightly nicer slightly better but we can still like learn something and I think that's kind of like goes hand in hand that concept goes hand in hand with like Studio Ghibli stuff because Studio Ghibli stuff is very like like oh this is this is in our world but it's kind of not there's something like like fantastical and magical about it something kind of like um otherworldly and like separate and it feels like warm but there's still like a like a bittersweetness to it and you still learn things about like how like the director feels about um like the environment and things like that and like relationships between people and things like that and I think that's actually like really nice and refreshing I think that's also the kind of stuff that I feel um attracted to as a person um and I I don't think that like the the cynical side of stuff should go away because I don't think that we should be getting rid of certain types of like art or whatever oh, opinions, no, no. whatever like that. But I think it's also like really nice to just have like a break. And so having art being made that gives people a break, I think is really nice. So I will always be vibing in, 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 in the candy land personally. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I think we need that kind of human connection yeah. more than ever. Um, 
and I, I went I, t- I took myself out to see a film now that cinemas are open in the UK now mm. last night uh, called Nomadland and it's an odd film I think it won like best director at the Oscars and like it oh my god it's beautiful uh, if if you can see it in the cinema mm. absolutely do um, but it's an odd film because it is kind of a documentary but not like the main character she's an actor but everyone else there is just a regular person um and it's a lot of conversations with these people um and basically it is about people who having suffered the effects of the financial crisis uh are making the best of like a really bad hand and essentially just being like you know what I'm taking up this new life of like having a van and being a nomad and living on the road and kind of having these communities uh where they're teaching each other like the best ways to kind of sort out your van and uh the kind of just the intricacies of that um but you have all these conversations with these really decent folks and I think the overall thesis of the film and what the director kind of spoke about is how she believes that people generally are good and how people want to be decent to each Mm -hmm. other um and just those interactions were just very warm like there wasn't really a a huge conflict in the film it just Mm -hmm. kind of wandered around like with these beautiful vistas as she's driving around and some like crap stuff does happen but it's oh it was like a kind of gentle soul bomb to see people helping each other out you know um it was it was really lovely (laughs) and i think that's the kind of thing that I want to kind of foster more of, and I think lots of people yeah. do. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's true. Yeah, it's like nice to have something more tangible in a way like that. As you said, it's it's a bit different to what we maybe see in everyday life, where, where we can still relate it a bit better than mm-hmm. stuff that's so far away out of our reach or it's just so stressful to even think about. That um, it's nice to just sit down and have something like that that doesn't have need to have a huge conflict that you have to deal with it's just life happening and maybe on one day something interesting happens on the other day you're just doing every day-to-day life and that's 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 like beautiful in itself yeah, yeah. To like realize yeah. that you can find peace in those moments too um it's really i wish there was more media like that i think there's i can really recommend on that note this uh, little netflix documentary is called true love and it's about okay. these couples um, in different regions of the world, from Japan to Korea to Brazil. And they just show the everyday to day life of these elderly couples that have been together for a very How long cute. time. It's, oh. it's beautiful. And <laughs> like, there's cute. not a really huge topic usually, it's just their life, basically. And there are, it's also like really sad stuff happening, but it's also just very normal, mundane stuff mm. you just see people doing in their life, just working, just seeing their family, just sleeping or just doing nothing it's like very sweet and like also cleansing to watch that kind of stuff i think because we don't get that a lot in many medias from like games to films to Mm. what we consume on a daily basis there's always conflict everywhere so it's nice to have something where it's not as um 
in your face, I would say almost like more on our level of life or we're living basically. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something that um kind of focusing on like the relationships between people for me is something that I've become a lot more um kind of like thankful for, I suppose it like personally, because like a lot of the people that I um, I smile as I say this because just thinking about them makes me laugh. Um, but the people that I'm closer to now who are like games industry people, like who, if not for Corona, I would have never spoken to them on Discord. Um, but now because of, you know, the situation happening, uh, we're all like in a giant voice chat together and like we learn things about each other we learn things about like what people's favorite foods are what they like and dislike how they think we play games together and like like I don't know like I think it's such a beautiful thing to be bored out of kind of like a not nice situation and and sometimes I have to like remind myself like yeah you know like it's kind of like scary outside still for a lot of people in this country and then also in other countries around the world but they're still good you know like they're still good people and I'm meeting these good people and I'm happy to be around these good people and like that is like a beautiful thing like it's the human it's the human connection that gives your heart yeah. the warm fuzzies, you know, at the end of the day. Sure, uh, that and, yeah. and, and so anything that makes like, I, I, the way I describe it is that it makes my heart feel like it's being squeezed. That heart squeezy. Ghibli films is the same thing. It's like the heart squeezy sort of thing. Yeah. Like, Oh, mm. that, uh, you know, but um, yeah, that's the, that's the good stuff. That's the good stuff. <laughs> For sure. Um, so we're going to stop right there and take a short break. Mm-hmm.